on the last episode of Improvised D&D. My hope was that you would be able to escape the torment that has been keeping me down here for many, many years and hopefully be able to rescue our dear Yael and Smark. Well, they're not just any thieves. Most towns don't like their thieves, but Yael and Smark, they were legends. Inside is a small, smooth stone. A dungeon master, I place the rock between my cleavage. A crash from the window occurs. An arrow hits the wall. It is a Magnar letter. It reads, Uh-oh. Yeah, if you burst out into the clearing, no sign of Magnar. Hello, welcome to Improvised D&D, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast that puts three intrepid heroes from the local Adventurers Guild on an epic quest that is created on the spot. I am Danny Wyken, I am the Dungeon Master for this episode, and I'm joined by an absolutely fabulous cast. Our NPCs for this episode are Joe Johnson and Lauren Kincaid, and of course we are joined by a wonderful cast of adventurers. Quill Havencrest, Azamar Cleric, and people can hear it when I talk about myself now. Malvolia, tiefling sorceress, and my magic is as unstable as my emotions! <sighs> Magnar Tinforge, Dwarven Tinkerer, actively in peril. And now we'll return to these adventurers to find out the fate of Magnar Tinforge. We will pick up our adventure in the Kingdom of the Fae with our Adventurer's Guild. Uh, Magnar has just disappeared, an emergency letter sailed through the window on his crossbow, letting you know that he's in danger. You've burst out that window and door and are standing in this clearing in the Kingdom of the Fae, this eternal twilight forest, uh, the house behind you, the woods in front of you. Magnar is nowhere to be seen. I let out a visceral scream. Ah! It echoes throughout the forest. You see some four-winged birds fly out of the trees and into the distance as you disrupted their sleep. Magnar! No response. Uh, Dungeon Master, I would like to roll uh, investigation to see if there are any tracks. Yeah, roll your d20. And there was being eight. An eight, uh, you do see some tracks uh, stomping around uh, as you do see him setting up various traps that he said. So he's going back and forth. Uh, you do see disrupted bushes mm -hmm. uh, near the tree's edge. Um, that's does, the most. Does easy. it give me a general direction? Yeah, it gives you the, it's a general direction. This you way. Probably, you that way, I clear a path in the forest by casting flame hands to set the entire forest on fire. I stand behind her. It was a two. It was a two. Uh, you just indiscriminately start shooting up fire. Uh, you burn a slight path. Um, the wood doesn't catch as much. So, so once you burn it, it sort of smolders out, and those uh, blue smoke sometimes arises as you burn the moss that a Quill previously burned. Uh, but you do carve out a slight path uh, into the woods. This way, follow the flames. I go limp on Quill, so he's forced to carry I, me. Uh, I, I would like to roll a strength check. Yep, roll your strength check. That's a four. It's a four. Uh, you are not moving far at all. Maybe five feet every few seconds. Yes, you're struggling to carry her. You're just not going to find Magnar quickly. Melvolia, can you help? Fine. I I fireflight myself. All right. I run behind her. You sprint after Malvolia. She's fireflighting above the uh, canopy. Uh, looking down in between the gaps of the trees, you are able to see what looks to be almost like a game trail 
Um, and you can sort of follow this above the, the trees. That there's not a thick canopy. There are fairly separated these large trunks, and you follow this game trail as it goes deeper into the forest. And eventually, you lose sight of it as the trees do begin to cover it. We lose sight of the trail. Uh, from above, yes, uh, because there's trees. So you'd have to either fly and maneuver between the trees, or you would have to walk on foot. Is setting another fire an option? That's always an option for you. I set another fire! What's going on up there, Malvolia? 18! 18, you burn away uh, the canopies of the trees where you think the path is, and if you get the wrong direction, you keep burning away uh, the new direction, um, and you follow along this path in the sky, and eventually, as you're following it, and since you're above the trees... I, I walk below following the destruction. Oh, yeah. It's an easy path for you. Um, as above the trees, you do see, in the distance, buildings on this seaside, this turquoise sea that is spreading out below. There's a cliffside that sort of spirals up. Uh, there's some trees on that, but there's a collection of buildings, and you see bustling of people around it. <gasps> Malvolia, do you know where we are? A burning forest? We are in the great fey town of Pyrite. This is a place where men and elves have gone mad trying to find. This is a lost city of wonders. I I, I fly myself down next to Quill. Oh, hi. Uh, I'd like to roll perception on the town. All right, go for it. 19. It is indeed a ruined city, uh, but as opposed to what Quill said about it being abandoned and never found... It is very much found. There are temporary buildings constructed alongside the ruins and tents that spill out below it. It seems as though some kind of festival is going on uh, at the, in the ruins of the city right outside of it. This is so different than the texts. Maybe those who found it never returned. Or maybe they all stayed here. Shall we? Yes, absolutely. Into the town we go. All right, you head into the town, and there is a path that sort of leads up this uh, seaside cliff up to where the ruined city and the makeshift tent town is. The path, uh, you are fresh tracks on it, uh, it's clawed, and as you get to the gate, uh, you see an elven guard who's just sort of standing there with a glaive uh, guarding uh, this town entrance. Um, oh, hail, hail and well met, friend. Uh, uh, my name is Quill Havencrest, and this is my compatriot, Malvolia. I grab him by the collar. Have you seen a dwarf? Where's, where's Goggles? Whoa, that's a, that's a lot of information coming all at once. You said a dwarf with goggles. Yes. What's a dwarf? Uh, it, so I've lived a very secluded life, so, so just give me a rough description. I, I gesture in height how much shorter Magnar is to me, about, uh, I imagine hip. Uh, and mm -hmm. I say he's about this this tall. Wings, no wings. No wings. Uh, okay, no wings. Stocky, a built uh, beard. With beard, so. a flare recognizes in his eyes. Oh! What, one Glorious that might have been beard. recently singed. Uh, yes, yes. Ah, yes, then I have seen your bear. <gasps> I mean, sorry, your dwarf. Yes. He was with a bear. Like a... He was with a great big Like a literal bear. bear or like a hairy man bear? Like a bear. Okay. It's a bear with an axe. A bear with an you axe know, I'm has getting, your I'm, friends. I'm getting hung up, hung up on details. Where, 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 where did it go? Oh, he just—he's inside. May we, may we enter? Well, you two have given me your introductions, but you have it. Ex you uh, know, there's just a trail of fire from behind you. Can I expect that in the this party? I have to look after my other guests. It's look, my fire. I look at Malvolio. I'll do with it what I please. Oh no. 
You're accepting responsibility for your own fire. I what accept I'm responsibility. In fact, I take credit for it. It's my fire. Okay. Well, now that I know, in case there's a fire, who to come looking for, then yeah, sure. I, uh, it's a pretty open festival for everybody. Just Secludy! I come up behind my compatriot. Are you letting firefighting tieflings into the town again, Secludy? Oh, that, that sounds right. I stand up as figure, straight as possible. Yeah, this figure that comes behind Secludy is a massive bear, bipedal. Uh, a massive claw rests on Secludy's shoulder, oh. um, and it has a battle axe strapped to its back, and it seems to be in charge here. You just let anyone in, don't you, Secludy? Ha ha ha! It's I that mean, trusting nature of yours. Well, that's—I mean, not just anyone. It's—it's it's Quill Havencrest, and oh. this is Malvolia. Malvolia, right? Disgraced right hand of the king. Oh. Excuse me. Um, the uh, one who set fire in the forest that has been standing since my um, grandparents were. That's not the only were... place no, I've set no, fire. No. I am she who killed the orphans of Kaldur. I am her who murdered the goblins of the Emerald Isles. All right, Secludy, put her in the cage. I slap Secludy. <laughs> no. Ow. Roll an intimidation check for me. 20. 20. Uh, as he reaches towards you, just quickly slap him across the face and everyone stands st- stock still. Call me mommy. I fan myself. Call me mommy. Mother. I I brush right past him and I walk in this building. All right. Everyone seems in shock and sort of just lets the moment go and lets this happen. I follow in fanning myself. I I just sort of stand there as Secludy and just stare into space. Did that that just happen? I would have never expected some... Wait a minute! I snap out of it and run after her. Yeah, they run, you run off into the building. They actually entered into like the little guard outpost where they pointed where Magnar is. As you enter, it's a small uh, building. There's a, one or two guards who similarly dressed to Secludi out there. Um, in the corner, in a small cage, um, there is a tiefling uh, and a half-orc. Also, there is Magnar, who's not in the cage, but right next to it, uh, sitting there with a guard, looking very, very grumpy and upset. Magnar! Finally. Oh, are these your parents? Magnar, is- you you missed such a boss move. Malvolia slapped this guy and said, call me mommy. Uh, okay. But he only said mom. Okay, yeah, go go with that. They think I'm a kid. Just tell them that you're my parents so that we can keep going. Oh, right. What is going on in here? Uh, we're we're, we're here to pick up. Uh, and, and I awkwardly uh, hold out a hand for Malvolia to, to, to take uh, our son. I take his hand very aggressively. I feel... Pain. Oh, that's why you wanted Secludy to call you mommy, because you are here to pick up your lost boy. Oh, this yeah. is my husband and my old man son, and I insist that you let us leave. I, I okay. okay. I mean, I'm I, nothing, you know, when a mother bear is separated from her cup, nothing can stop her rage, her fire, the, the strength within her that leaves forth. You know what, Malvolia, I... I apologize for my behavior earlier. Oh. Take your boy. We're breaking down the barriers of racism. Get out of here. Uh, let me shake your hand. We shake hands. I'll respect mothers. I respect bears. Then we have an agreement. M- we hold prolonged eye contact. I, I, I. May I ask? Grab Magnolia. Magnolia. 
while you are in town with your oh, lovely son and uh, weak husband, <laughs> I wondered if you might want to see... You know, we have a grand festival going on in Pi right now, and uh, there is an art piece that is just stunning, and it reflects the love of mothers everywhere. May I show it to you? It's it's right in the town center. I would love to see that. Oh, then follow me, because when I'm not working the law, I am an excellent tour guide. I, I, I flag Malvolia and Magnar as we walk with this bear, and I say, this grand piece of art, do you feel as though it's something that might lure the thieves in? I have a feeling it wouldn't have been mentioned unless it was. Mm. Take these chains off me. I am not a child. Magnar, Magnar, speak politely to your father. My hair is still wild and my eyes are completely bloodshot. I'm, I'm, I'm going with this, all right? But I'm not going to enjoy it. Mom. I pick up Magnar and I just pat him slightly I on the back. I... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's um, he's cranky from being kidnapped. It's okay. It's okay. You know. So, so, thank you. Uh, that's under. Uh, you know, parenting is hard work. So I parenting understand. Parenting is hard, hard work. And I just like squirt tears into Magnar's mouth. Um, uh, dungeon so, master, I, I, can I undo these chains? Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. They they would even hand you the key uh, as you are his uh, parent. Uh, I hand Magnar a- to Quill. Uh, thank thank you, sweetie. I whisper into Quill's. Put me down. I now. I gently put you down, and I and I undo your shackles, and I say, um, "We don't have to talk about this if you don't want to." We'll never talk, but let's get going here. We're already walking. I'm already like 15 feet ahead of All them right. with this bear, and we're talking really aggressively about our parenting philosophies. I think you should beat them good, but just so that they know that tough love. Happens. Do you inject your child with counter poisons? I inject my child with counter poisons. Well, I would never do that, but I understand the philosophy behind it. So I get it. I get. You know. Oh, I see. So you just want your children to be poisoned? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I should get into injecting counter poisons. But I just say do some research. Yeah, I'll look into it. I'll I'll call the the uh, maester of this town. I go up to Malvolia and I tug on her dress. And I say, begrudgingly, hey, mom, can you ask the bear if there's been any stolen stuff from the town? And I say, Magnar, do you want to ask him yourself? And I pick Magnar up and I say, you can talk to him. Use your big boy words. Magnar is one of the strongest adventurers in the world and you are patronizing him. (laughs) I look at at Quill with a deranged look in my eyes. My connection with reality is severed. Yeah, my boy's not doing so hot right uh, now. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm shaking Magnar very vigorously. I I was really into this family dynamic, but now it's starting to feel unhealthy. uh, Um, Shakingly, uh, I ask the bear, has there been any art thieves? Art thieves in pyrite never but i will say there have been a string of minor home burglaries shiny things have gone missing small contraptions a very luminous stone that an opera singer in town kept by her bedside table you mean this stone i pull the stone out of my bra that's the one magical properties does it contain oh i don't know you've got to ask ophelia the opera singer all right I put it back in my cleavage. Fallen from the ground, Magnar composes himself and says, let's just 
get to the art piece yeah, immediately. Magnar dusts himself after being dropped for a stone, and you're at the the main gallery. Uh, it's the converted chapel of this old city. Uh, so not, nobody's gone into the city walls. This whole village is sort of built up outside of it, uh, and with the sort of abandoned city as a backdrop. But they are using this chapel uh, and temple as a gallery. Um, and there's quite the amount of people here. The hustle and bustle. The people you see are satyrs, elves. You see other faces, more sprites flying around, pixies, uh, a minotaur or two. Um, you do see a few humans. Um, some of the humans are dressed very exotically um, with clothes and styles you haven't seen before. Hair done in, in fantastic uh, like waves that stick straight up. Um, just very vibrant uh, community here, but you push through them and into the chapel where people are sort of observing all this artwork. Where's the piece? Where's the piece? Where's the piece about motherhood? I um, need to see it. I need uh, to see Dungeon it. Dungeon Master, I would <laughs> like to reach into Malvolia's bag of holding and pull out Buttercup, uh, the, the writhing ball of flesh, just to give her something to hold and feel maternal. All right. Here you are, sweetie. I squeeze it. I squeeze ah! it. Yes! Um, I, hope, I hope she can't feel pain. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it, 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 it again, probably one of the grossest feeling things you've ever touched. It reminds me of afterbirth. <laughs> My half spine. <laughs> Where's the art? Show us the art. Uh, sorry, I was distracted by whatever was in your this hand. This is Buttercup. It used to be my horse. Moving on. All right. Yes, let's just move on from that. Yeah, you push through the crowd, and uh, you eventually come to, you push past some statues, some uh, other jewelry and art that's being displayed into the painting gallery, which is in the uh, grand hall of this temple. And uh, along all the walls are paintings. Um, there is the one that of motherhood, which is actually of a beehive. Um, See the great mother suckles several bees. Ah, yes, the great fae. They are suckling bees. Yes, that is motherhood, is it not, Malvolia? Just tears are just like running down my face. And my clothes are getting soaked from the amount of crying I've done today. Now, you're, you're running low on tears, I'll tell you that. Um, you also notice that this is by far the biggest and most extravagant painting in this gallery. See how the gold of the beehive actually shimmers. It's made of real gold. As uh, the, the tour continues, I'd like to make a perception check to see if anything uh, is a strew around. All right. Yeah. Roll your perception. Two. Two, uh, there's a huge crowd, uh, and not knowing what the two look like, Yale and Smirk, you don't know uh, what you're looking for quite. You're looking for definitely non-elves and non-minotaurs, so you're narrowing it down, but you can't find anybody yet. Everybody looks shifty here. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Well, if you're looking for someone in particular in this town of Byrite, tonight... We're having a pretty crazy festival where everyone's going to be letting loose, flying high, and at the end of the night, everyone together is going to make a toast in front of this motherhood painting. So that'd be a good time to find anyone you're looking for. Is, um, is this toast in... Uh, when, when is this happening? In a couple minutes? Uh, no, tonight. 
Mm. Well, but, that you works know, out perfect because Maggie needs his nap nap. Uh, oh, that's good. Right. I start what? rocking Magnar to uh, sleep. Pardon, uh, mm. I, 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 I take, uh, I say thank you so much for your help. I will. I just wanted to remind you, though, I don't know where you're from, but here, you know, tonight could be in a few minutes. Twilight is always happening here. Just saying. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yes, time is meaningless. Thank you. Uh, I take I take my party members uh, and I and I and I take them to a corner. She uh, walked away. Stop shaking me. Uh, I just ge- I take a I put a gentle hand on Melvolia. Melvolia turns towards you as soon as she feels the touch. She was in her own world. Her bloodshot eyes, her singed clothes and hair, uh, soaked with her tears. Uh, um, how you, how you doing, buddy? We're a real family. Um, the three of us. The th- yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. I don't need my father's estate. What pure evil? Y- yes, yes. Uh, Mag- I look at Magnar. We need to. We need to ride this wave a little longer. I just need you too. <laughs> I just she, need you. you. Ha- she said she was going to give up evil. My I'm baby, gonna... my baby Magnar, I... and my true love Quillhaven. I am. That is a lot for me to deal with. I am four hundred and sixty-three years old. I have not been shaked since two hundred and eighty-three, and those are some weird times. I, I'm, go- I'm gonna, res- I'm gonna lose it Mag- if Mag- she doesn't. I start throwing Magnar into the air and catching him. Who is Mama's boy? Who is Mama's boy? I, I'm gonna. I'm this close to initiating combat, um, and okay. I don't want to uh, do this um, right now. Uh, I, you know what? And I, and I and I and I pick up Magnar from uh, Melvolia's hands, and I was like, I, I think, I think Magnar needs a nap. I say it's not just me. You're looking at me like I'm mad, but it's not. The pretty rock. The pretty rock, I say, and I start licking it. Oh, dungeon master, I would like to uh, do an arcana check on the on this rock. Yeah, go for it. That is a fourteen. Uh, it's it seems to be an amplifying rock. Uh, so when she's looking at you, hear the 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 licking intensified, uh, and it might have been that this opera singer might have not been as good as they said. Um, I look at Magnar, and I say. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I cast Word of Recall to bring the rock to my hand. All right, the, the, the rock disappears from Malvolia's hand and materializes in Quill's palm. It's, Quill, what are you doing? It's sticky with her saliva. I feel as though this stone is what might be causing her fugue state. Yeah, but you're holding it. Um, I am, aren't I? Yeah, so it's going to amplify... Uh, what is it? What? What? Tell me more. Tell you more? Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear more of of, my, w- of your plan, of Dungeon my, Master. How am I doing? Am I still know, am I still up here, or have I finally uh, taken? Uh, it, it's actually once the stone has left your grasp, uh, your your manic state seems to have slowly started to lessen. <sighs> uh, in addition to amplifying vocals, it seems to amplify personality as well. I'm so sorry. I I just realized I've I've terribly stomped on some boundaries today, Magnar. My deepest Don't. apologies. I shouldn't infantilize you for your size. Three feet away from from the rest of absolutely. Three feet away, please. For the rest of the day, and and Quill, I I feel like my newfound affection for you has maybe perhaps been um over amplified, so to say. I I'm not to say that it's not it's not there, but I I feel as though I've been a bit uh, uncouth in my um uh anticipation of it. Why, Quill just looks off into the distance, and cries. Quill, thinking about his backstory, just flooding through his mind, uh, is sort of incapacitated at the moment. Oh, I remember. I remember it well. I was not Quill to begin with. I remember my first name was Worthless. 
I look into the middle distance. Ah. Pause. I was a... I was tasked with toothbrush cleaning every book in the archives. Little did they know I taught myself to read. I rush back over. It's me. Hey, everyone, it's time to toast. Are you ready? Oh, we're uh, ready. Thank toast. you. Toast. Oh, fabulous. Come back towards the motherhood. What? I remember toast was something that was often put before me as a as a punishment as I was not able to eat it. But, uh, and I was... I was is he okay? Haunted. Yes, haunted with fine. the concept I, of sorry, food. The, the painting is missing. Uh, the werebear is constantly, comfort. constantly trying to get your attention as Quill is reciting his backstory to no one in particular. And indeed, in the few minutes that you've been distracted, the painting is gone. <laughs> that painting means everything to Byright. Dungeon Master, that painting had a backstory. I would like to roll perception to see who's taken it. All right, roll perception check. It was a one, because I'm crying so much. Yeah, your tears have blocked any view of this. You are just all in your own head. You don't even know the painting's gone. <sighs> now, now, that, now that he's crying, I want to create a, a contraption, um, a, 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 a flightless bird, if you will, um, that so I can fly above the city to see if I can see this giant painting all anywhere. Right. Yeah, roll a construction. 20! 20. You, you look through your materials and you realized, uh, I couldn't make a vehicle last time. What can I make this time? And you inflate your pack, you make yourself a basket, and get a little hot air balloon, and you soar above this festival. And indeed, you do see, weaving between the tents, a large rectangular object covered in black and two figures hustling between these I immediately tents. pull out my grappling hook, shoot it towards the, uh, the, the, the painting to see if I can grab onto it. Alright, roll uh, dexterity. 17. 17. It hooks on the corner, and you hear down from below some startled gasps <gasps> and, and, and some cursing as the one corner of the painting is lifted up and it starts to rise up into the air. Oh, fringe buckets. Halsey. I grab Quill and I fireflight him up so that way we're both on the same plane. Oh, physical contact, something of which I'm very unfamiliar with. Yeah, Quill is like a babe in your arm. Actually, as a person Magnar being angry, he seems to be comfortable with it as he's in his own head. And you're parallel with Magnar as Magnar is reeling in uh, this painting and you hear the screams from below asking to get it back. Oh, wait! Release! We Release gotta it! gotta get it back! One person's actually hanging onto it and starting to be lifted off. Like, the feet are toes are barely touching the ground as they're trying to... Release! Are you Yale or Smirk? Cut it! Cut the rope! How do they know our names, Smirk? Don't answer them when they ask that question. I was asking you a new question. But now they could probably hear us. Oh my gosh, I hope not. Dungeon Master, I'd like to cast Power Word Stun on the big one. All right, you cast it on Smirk. One. Power Word, you, you flip open your book looking for the stun and you just land upon a page and mm. speak out the power word. Uh, unfortunately, with the one, you uttered the power word kill and smirk with no save, no nothing, just slumps to the ground, completely dead. We land gently on the ground and I place, I place Quill on his feet. Oh. I pull smirk to me. Smirk, please. Say something! It smart. was a murder! 
What? As a guard from the child protection thing charges in to see a dead human in the arms of another dead human. Who murdered this man? Oh. Oh. I run out of the clearing. Oh. Sobbing quietly. Smirks, or Yale starts to run as this uh, new guard has entered and, and is demanding answers. Uh, Smirk, uh, Smirk is on the ground. Yale's running away. Now, this doesn't have to end in a violent altercation, but it absolutely can. Oh, I, I assure you, you would be much better off going back to the festival, sir. Oh, oh. There is a dead man here. Oh, I fucked up. Who killed him? I slapped the guard. All right, roll intimidation. Let's see if we can... Nine. Nine? This doesn't seem as effective. He seems taken aback and draws his sword. I place oh, my no. hand against his chest and I fill his body with fire. All right, we'll see if he can get any th reaction done before. Absolutely not. He rolled a two while you rolled a 15 on initiative. Uh, you just incinerate him in his armor. My carelessness has resulted in the death of two. Pierre? Pierre, what happened to my guard? He tried to hurt our baby. Mavoli, I am so sorry. I go to her and I get down on one knee and I say, if anything else happens to this tiny defenseless little boy, I could not, I could not forgive myself. Mavolia, you know, anything it takes, I, now that the motherhood painting has been, uh, you know, has disappeared. Oh, we I found it. What? Yes, I handed. I yeah, from, it, it's from, hanging. Yeah, go yeah, for from, it. Yeah, from up the uh, up in the sky, I start to lower the painting down. But from a uh, from a, a horn shaped um, device, I yell out, "Grab the painting! The other one's headed towards the house." Oh, I I reach up and take the painting, sobbing as it comes into my arms yeah, like you, an old lover. You're able to fully envelop this very large. I was taking two regular humans to carry you in your bare arms, are able to grab it and lovingly take it back to the gallery. And Smirk is indeed Magnar, like you said, running away towards the house. Uh, thieves! Oh. You stop the one that your child said was running away. I will bring her the painting back to its rightful home. Thank you, friend. Anything for you, Malvolia. And I do a bare bow and charge away. On all fours, the, the painting balance on the back, the werebear quickly uh, returns it to the gallery so the toast can be made. I pick up Quill. I thought it was, I thought it was done. And we start flying toward the house. It was not stone. Yeah, Quill is just muttering to himself. He's not looking good, and he still has that stone clutched in his hands. It was... I, I've studied that word for years. How is it not the right Quill, you failed every power word today. It's okay. You're bad at this. I'm, just say you're bad at it. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at everything. You're allowed to make mistakes. Uh... He's, he, he falls further into the recesses of his mind uh, as you fire flight above the path you previously created. And about, I would say, since you're f flying through the air and don't have to go through any of the terrain, you catch up to him uh, about 100 feet or so from the clearing where the house is. Her, sorry. It's Yale who ran away. Smirk is indeed dead on the ground. Yeah, Smirk's super dead, and we just left him there. <sighs> Do we need a plan, or should we just barge in there and see what happens? I'm going to go with Barge. Barge. He, for somehow he was able to get through, or she was able to get through all my traps, so they're definitely back in the house. So you, the Yale is on the very edge of this clearing uh, before the house, so you caught up before they got oh, back I'm sorry. the house. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay, yeah. So there's traps before <laughs> the altitude gets, uh, door shouldn't be that high. There's traps between us. I'd say let the traps get them. 
Let the traps get him. Yeah. All right, Yale, let's have you roll dexterity, yes. see if you can jump over these traps. Oh, I'm not Yale. I'm Velvet. What? Elves! Damn it! <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were stunned. Oh, yes. Um, so let me go, please. I'm not using disguise self or anything. I'm just going to head back into the house where I've been sipping tea this whole time. We're going to be a deception. I'll roll that. Um, it's going to be up to you if you want to see if you can see through this. Um, I will say that Velvet is seems to be walking quite nicely. Mm, when we left, Velvet's legs were broken and they were stunned. Oh, I'm just very uh, determined. Anything is possible when you're the mayor of uh, Bardo. No, I would recognize my mistakes anywhere. Your legs were broken and also, I Also, the town you. was Borda. And also, she's an elf, so let's just initiate combat. We initiate combat. <laughs> All right, a combat is initiated. Uh, it is going to be, uh, quote-unquote, Velvet's turn first, as you guys do have to descend before you can attack. So you start descending, but Velvet will be able to do anything. I would like to use my turn to transform into the biggest werebear you've ever seen, even bigger than this town's werebear. All right. The fey magic flows through you as the clothes rip, the illusion falls as you see a large werebear appear uh, as opposed to like the grisly shape of the other one. This one seems like it's a Kodiak with matted fur, uh, huge fangs, even larger than before. Alright, party, it's up to you. What do you want to do? Dungeon Master, I would like to course all of the family bonding and the the acceptance for mistakes that I have been given and I would like to try to break from the thrall of this stone. Alright, I'm gonna roll a will saving throw for you. Uh, I'll say you can, it's a 10. I'll say uh, you're able to break three of its shackles and you open your hand, you're just like a force of willpower and it falls to the ground. Dungeon Master, I stomp it and I say, let's make some mistakes. All right. Let's make some mistakes. So what mistake do you make? We'd like to use a combo move. All right. I build an automaton the size of this giant werebear. All right. You construct it no problem. It, 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 as you're descending uh, with the hot air balloon, you're picking parts from it and constructing it. And by the time you land, you have this fully constructed uh uh, automaton that's larger than the werebear. In the automaton's arms, there are two large tree trunks. I use flame hands to set both tree trunks on fire. Ooh, a 12. They're very hot. Not white hot, but very hot. Dungeon Master, I would like to cast Guiding Bolt to course holy energy through the core of this automaton. All right. Another 12. Yeah, you hit right on the money. There's a there's sort of like this ruby that's set in its chest. As you hit it, it flares up. And the fire that's on its arms actually changes to this white, divine, bright energy. It now, now it does radiant damage, and it powers up. And you can see light leaking from the seams of where its gears meet, and it shifts forward and approaches the new werebear. Uh, you can make your turn, werebear, as this automaton, thunk approaches towards you. I rolled to, to, to charge. It's a two... Uh, the werebear charges it and just hits against it, and clang, it just bounces right off. The, the automaton doesn't even move. And yeah. the automaton can now make its turn, and I'll just assume it attacks with its flaming divine hands. 
It's, it's, uh, it's we're rolling 12s all throughout, throughout the board here. That's another 12, and it just punches this werebear right in the gut, and it sort of curls up. It's still uh, active, but it has a huge burn mark that's just left behind as the hand recedes. Quill, use your vest. Um, my ve- uh, dungeon master, I, I, I use my, <laughs> I use my unholy connection with this vest, and I instruct it to beat this bear with all of its tendrils. A, a, another 12, uh, as you're ju- you're able to do it. Karazeb, the unmighty, listens to your uh, voice. And oh, it, Karazeb, you shall be mighty today. And the, the tendrils seem to extend and sneak around the sword and it wraps up the bear and starts constricting it. Uh, the only thing you c- it can do on its turn is try to break out as it's being constricted. Instead, I transform back into Yale. And uh, they go slack as Yale appears on the ground, tattered clothes, bloodied. I was a lovable trickster. I just wanted to pull off the greatest heist of all time in the lost face city of Pirate with my brother Smirk. And you killed him! Ooh, that was such an accident. I am so sorry. He's dead. What's the point of stealing the greatest painting known to human, elf, dwarf, and halfling kind if I have no brother to share it with? (laughs) And I get into fetal position on the ground, and I just hold one single stone tile that was broken off in our battle like a child. (laughs) I polymorph Yale into the same kind of flesh blob that Buttercup is. All right, roll for that. The three. Yeah, uh, it's it's even worse. Uh, the magic takes a hold of Yale as uh, just squished into this little puddle type thing. Um, I just kind of combine them. Yeah, they sort of absorb into each other, and you, and you see like uh, you see like an eyeball sort of rotate and appear in this thing as it's sort of fused with it. It seems to have a, a sight now, and it's sort of looking around. I put them in my bag. In your defense, Buttercup said kill me first and then started to kind of chill. Chill indeed, they did. So you found the two and you're in this clearing in the Kingdom of the Fae, in the Twilight Forest. All seems to be calm. Um, well, I would... (laughs) You're crying a lot. I'm sorry, it's a a very big day. Um, I, I would say we fucked this job up. Um, yeah, we fucked this up real bad. Um, so, uh, I don't think we need to talk to Velvet. Uh, I don't think we should go back. Magnar climbs down from the automaton, and what happens in the Fey stays in the Fey. Hey, everyone, shall we toast together? Well, uh, Me, the bear, comes back. Yes, we shall have a toast. I, 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 I turn to Malvoli and I say, Malvolia, you've inspired me so much in this adventure. Um, to, to make mistakes and feel uh, empowered as I am, and I take my vest off, and I say, this, this is for you. I put it on. You put it on, and, and immediately a malevolent voice in your head starts speaking devilish thoughts to you. Um, I, I just think you're so swell. I hear the voice, and, and I listen to it. Oh, yes, Kairozeb? It says sweet, sweet, sweet things to me. Yeah, he's got a really good singing voice, too. And as you're dealing with the robe, uh, Magnar went into the house, avoiding his traps, and has come back out with the jar of honey. 
uh, for his mead. I um. I place a hand on Malfoy's shoulder. This this is the one ingredient. My um. My dad could never perfect. I got it instantly. It took like two hours. I. I mean, I can. Oh, jeez. I mean, I can. Um. Do you think you could turn it into a mead? I can do. I can put. We could toast with my 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 mead. I'll be right back. This is so big for him. Magnar runs inside, and you hear uh, the sound of a contraption being built, and you hear the whirring of gears, and you see a bit of smoke sputter out one of the windows, and eventually a a slight ding happens. You're rustling up cups, and in almost record time, Magnar devises a contraption to make mead, and he comes out with glasses of mead for the three of you and the werebear. Well, isn't this something? The painting's back, you've killed the thieves, and we have mead for all of us. And we're trapped in the Fey realm. You know, all things considered, we did we did good in the Fey realm. We did good. What a family. We oh. didn't fail. Her eyes are flaming right uh, now. Okay. That's not good. Kyrazeth! Kyrazeth! He's... Call me your fury. And with that, the toast and the insane cackling of Malvolia, you decide to stay in the Fae for a little bit as you access what you did. Was your quest successful? I guess that'll be up to you to decide whether or not murdering the two people you're supposed to find counts as successful. But with that, that is the first adventure completed for these Adventurers Guild. We want to thank you so much for listening, and I hope you tune in again soon. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the first arc of Out on a Whim's Improvised D&D. We absolutely loved putting this together and bringing this to you, and thank you so much for listening, especially this far. And remember, the most powerful spell in the element of marketing is word of mouth. So if this brought you some sort of joy, we would very much appreciate it and love you forever if you were to share it with someone that you think might enjoy it as well. And we would all love you forever if you could rate us with as many of the stars they'll possibly allow you to put in that little receptacle and to review us with, you know, something nice. And if you continue to like us, please support us on our social media pages. We are on Instagram and Twitter as Improvised D&D. That's the word and. And on Facebook, we're Out on a Whim's Improvised D&D with the ampersand because they let us use it. We've also got a great Patreon page brewing up with all kinds of cool goodies. And since we have this beautiful, harmonious music as a backdrop, I may as well explain. Uh, Our arcs are going to be three episodes each, each with a new combination of our adventurers. So, the next adventure we have will be a whole new cast from our adventuring guild. There might be a familiar face, though. But don't worry, any hero you meet, you'll definitely see again. We'll hear them. On that note, if you want to see what we look like in real life acting like fantasy dum-dums, every Sunday night at 7pm on the Otherworld Theatre's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, we do live shows with a party that you can vote for on social media. And speaking of which, I must now direct my ears to the great audio beast in which we all inhabit, Hograst. <laughs> Aw, it knows when I'm speaking about it. Hograst also blessed us with pop filters for the second arc. Our intro song was done by Tim Beak, Call to Swords. 
Quill's Sad Boy backstory song was Relics of Creation by Michael Gelfi, and Michael Gelfi is also responsible for all of the wonderful atmosphere tracks that we have across this wonderful show. Our final boss music was by Mackay Symphony called Dragon Castle, and that lovely little ending song was Enchanted Road by Jonathan Segev. All of their information in our description. This is Quill Havencrest signing off. Search for signs of the apocalypse. Even in places you've checked before, you might be pleasantly surprised. I'll see you all soon on a whole new adventure. Goodbye.